Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you guys? Thank you for joining us at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the place where we discuss all things Muslim mom. And we are continuing with our series. I'm sorry, it's gone a couple days. I um, had some family passing through, so had to be hospitable. Also, while uh, we were uh, working on our website, we just got a little bit of a facelift. If you check us out, www.mindful-muslimah.com. We're also on Facebook and um Instagram and Twitter if you look for more inspiration and information. So we're continuing with our friendship series. If you go back to the intro and then lesson one that came before this, the intro explained kind of why this is so important and how much we as parents, you know, we have to put this work in um, in order to teach our children about friendship and how to choose good friends because having this skill, and it is a skill set, knowing how to deal with people in relationships, it really sets them up for success in years to come. So um, in lesson one, we were talking about helping our child to understand what friendship means in Islamic definition and understanding it through our faith. And then also um, with basically the benefits of having good friends, all the great things that come with that. And if you're not Muslim, you can think of the same thing with your faith and or your core beliefs and like all the benefits of having that good friend that's really positive. So lesson two is basically um, talking to them about the dangers of having not so good friends or bad friends, right? And that could affect our dunya, our akhirah, and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our overall happiness. Um, so this is something really important. The two objectives of the lesson for today is we're hopefully going to strengthen our child's understanding of the effects and the punishments of having bad choices for friends. We don't dwell too much on the punishment side of it. It's um, it's not that the friends are bad or we get punished for having bad friends. It's that those friends can influence us to do things that are harmful for us. Um, but in general, just the, the effects of having bad friends and just kind of what that can do to bring you down in life. And then also telling them how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us and wants to protect us from any harm whatsoever. And at the end of at the end of the lesson we hope our children will feel like a little bit more inclined to Allah and love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah ta'ala and want to draw nearer to him and understand how much he just wants to protect them. So like any other lesson, we're going to open up with the discussion. And I might say to the child or to my children, we all would love to have great friends only. But we know not every friend we have might be a person that is good for us. And for younger kids, I'm going to break this up a little different than for older kids. Maybe younger kids four to eight years old. I might pose like these two questions. Do you have any friends that you kind of don't wish you had? Do you have any friends that do and say things that make you not feel so good? Can you think of an example? And this is just a way to open up with, with our kids and let them just start exploring the fact that there might be people who are not treating them well. And it could be just because that person's having a bad day and we'll empathize, no problem. But it could be that those people are just actually not making us feel good a lot all the time and we haven't been paying attention. So we're kind of just drawing our children's attention to the act of paying attention and reflecting on their friendship. Even at a young age, they can do this. It's amazing. And you'll be amazed at some of the things they'll share and say. Now, if the child is older, like nine and older, you might say the same first question. Do you have any friends that you kind of don't wish you had? Because, you know, sometimes we get stuck with friends. They kind of pick us. We don't pick them. And that just happens. And then I'd follow that up with a second question. And I'd say, what it is about? what is it about them that you think could be toxic in that relationship? And I'm going to use the word toxic because it's a little bit more mainstream for the older kids. They kind of get what it means. And, um, you know, otherwise interchangeably for, for um, later on, I might use another word. But for the most part, I'm going to try to stick with their lingo a little bit more. And then... No matter what my child is saying, I'm going to make sure I acknowledge 
and I'm listening intently and I'm empathizing, I'm nodding my head, no matter what I'm thinking, the stresses of my day and my life, I'm kind of just showing my child that when they're sharing, I'm completely tuned in. And I might even respond by saying something like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. That must have felt horrible, right? Empathy. So the as we go on and we carry into the lesson now, after they've shared, we're going to talk about how toxic friends can make our life harder than it has to be. Or for younger children, how not so good friends or bad friends can make our life harder. A toxic friend, I'll just use toxic for now because we're adults. A toxic friend is someone who does more harm than good for us in our life. But how do we know if we have a toxic friend? or a friend who isn't so good for us. And I think this is a really good thing to think about as adults too. Um, and we can, we can model and share our own experiences with our kids, that's great. I found this particular list on uh, mental health for Muslims. I liked it because it actually had like a list of like, um, like uh, h- how you can better identify whether or not someone is toxic. So I might share some of these things or I might share the whole list with my child or my children, depending on their age. I might just switch around the words, but I'll share the list with you now. It's basically that they are self-centered and selfish. Like, how do you know? They might have these qualities or all of these qualities or some of them. They're self-centered and selfish. They enjoy gossip and don't think twice when sharing private information about others. They disguise cruel comments about you as harmless jokes. They're constantly complaining all the time. Everything in life is a big complaint. They always seem to be caught up in some sort of drama somewhere. They talk down to you when you're alone, and then they act like you're best friends in front of other people, or vice versa. They have this, like, double face. They never compliment you on your accomplishments. They're not happy with you. They don't enjoy in your, in your victory. And they're quick to shoot down your ideas or your opinions, They criticize your clothes or your personal style. They always have an opinion about the relationships and choices you're making. They're unreliable and never there when you really need them. Or they tend to avoid talking about deep issues and either try to change the subject or just leave discussions altogether. And I think these are really good things to think about. So you're basically explaining to your child that there are people just because they're your friends doesn't mean that they're all good for us. And if we get that idea from them in the beginning and that we have the power of choosing our friends and and, and relationships and how those things work, I think that's really, really key. And as a mom who has five kids and I have kids from like now three years old all the way up to married with their own children so I'm a grandma you know um I understand the power of this skill and teaching it to your child because if you if they end up getting stuck with friends that are not so good there's so many problems that come along with that and as a parent you're constantly worrying and talking to them and they go through phases of their growth where they're just like sometimes they care about your opinion sometimes they don't care it's just totally natural but the point is, if from the beginning you can get them to latch onto people who are healthier relationships, you're going to find your parenting so much easier to do in the years to come. And I promise. So, inshallah ta'ala. So, basically I'll go on to explain that toxic friends don't just make us feel bad. They actually can make Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upset with us. How? Well, we can fall out of the mercy of Allah when we show him that we don't regard him or care about what he's commanded us to do. And instead, we just follow our friends. So let's say like your friend doesn't encourage you to pray, but we know Allah wants us to pray. And a friend's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Or hijab, oh, it's not a big deal. Or whatever it is in particular that you have taught your child to believe is something that Allah has commanded or that, you know, God has commanded from whatever other religion you're in. The point is when you feel that, you're following what other people want before what Allah wants. And so I like to explain to them and do this little visual exercise with kids where I want to express to them how much Allah loves us and he wants to protect us. And that's why he does what he does or says what he says for us. So with younger children or older children, either way, 
I'll say it like this. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine that you're walking outside in a terrible storm. The rain is pouring down and you're looking for anywhere for shelter. Imagine if you had a huge umbrella, you know, like those deep ones, like the huge umbrella that you could just pull down over you to shield you from the rain. It would be with you wherever you go. Whenever you need it, you just take it out. Help and shelter would travel with you and you would no longer have to search for it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's why I make the correlation here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like that umbrella. When we follow as he tells us and listen to him, he shields us from harm and discomfort. However, on the other hand, right, if we take that same umbrella and we throw it down as if we don't need it, will we have the same protection? No, we'll have to battle the storm alone without Allah's protection. If we treat Allah as if we don't need him, how can we let him be there for us when we truly need him? He loves us and he doesn't need us to suffer. And this is the really big message you want your children to understand. Allah puts these things for us to protect us. He already knows what's going to happen in relationships. He already knows how things are going to go and how things can get dangerous for us. So he wants us to be well. He wants us to be happy and not experience discomfort. We might not understand everything Allah asks of us, but he definitely, definitely does these things for our benefit. So basically, you could honestly just cut the conversation here with your child and you could just stop the conversation right here. Um, Or with older children, honestly, I I go a little deeper and I'll give you a hint on what I might do with an older child. I might actually go in because kids, they do a lot of things. They start to get a little bit irresponsible as the years go on. And, and, you know, the culture society, it lends to certain things with social media and, and, and drama and friendships and things. So I might go in on something and talk to them a little bit more about, um, the drama that a toxic friend can bring, like how they can bring backbiting, embarrassing others, all kinds of other peer pressure-ish type things. And we might want to discuss that. We have to be really careful because we could easily um, commit minor shirk and that this, we could explain that, you know, everybody knows shirk. Shirk is like when you, when you like pray to something other than Allah, that's like a major shirk. But there's minor shirks that, that we could easily, any of us could easily do every day and not even know. And I think when they start to get a little bit older, they really should know this. And then that way they could start to understand the power of choice. And so minor acts of shirk, shirk are kind of like pertaining to the heart. And here's just a couple like small examples you could share with them. I'm not going to go into like all these big words and stuff like that. I'm just going to go into like some basic stuff they would easily understand. So um, we might be ignoring a lot and giving preference to other things in our time and our choice, right? Um, and here's some examples. And there is like a type of shirk, like shirk al-muhabba, uh, which is like we love other things more than Allah. Like, and then you might say to them, hey, we say we love Allah, but do we spend our time with Allah? How much time do we spend on our phone, talking to our friends, sharing pics, sharing posts, and we ignore salah when we hear adhan, and we have no time to memorize the Quran, so we say, do we just love Allah in name and not in action? So we kind of pose this to our child that like, yeah, we say we love Allah, yeah, we say we're Muslims, but are we actually spending time with Allah or are we like kind of wasting a lot of our time with our friends on social media or whatever else? Um, even our phone, do we love our phone more than Allah? And any kid's going to be like, no, and you're like, okay, but where are you spending all of your focus and you're even loving that thing and being with and honestly I don't really have phones for my kids I'm kind of against that for myself personally but anybody else who wants to do it I mean I have no judgment but for me myself just all these years seeing my children and what works and what doesn't work that's your own personal choice but I don't really give my children phones but at the end of the day my point is when they get to a certain age if they do have phones or devices it could be an iPad it could be a computer it really doesn't matter the point is when they have this technology and they're kind of almost bowing to the technology over the time for salon 
law or anything else that brings benefit Islamically, we have to let them know they're not showing Allah they love him. And you can go into some ayat of Quran like uh, uh, chapter 2, um, uh, excuse me, uh, surah 2, verse 165. I'm not going to go into reading that now, but if you want to elaborate, you could. Then there's shirk of the tongue or swearing by others than Allah. Now, I of course teach my children we don't say like uh, i swear by allah this even even like wallah wallah i don't say that astaghfirullah i teach my kids if you really feel like the need to swear you only swear by allah and you only swear and you say allahu alam allah knows allah knows i'm telling the truth he knows he knows and that's the proper way i teach them to do it but since people do swear by other things and that's inappropriate we might be swearing with our friends or swearing in haram ways or whatever and then the last one i might share with them which is like a huge one for social media is shirk riya um shirk al-azgar riya just say riya just say um showing off basically and it's so funny the other day i was i was like walking past something and it said post to boast like post this pic to boast and that's exactly what Riyadh is boasting and that's exactly what we don't want to do but that's kind of what people are doing sometimes when they're posting and that's why even when we post things we should renew our intention Allahu alam we're like oh I just want to share and you're like mm. well we might just all want to also want to share to get reactions from people and people telling us how great we are how beautiful we are and these are all things that like we shouldn't be seeking that type of attention whether it's male or female we should not try to show off because it could end up being a minor shirk and sometimes it can even go into like a major shirk and basically there are all kinds of these things where people do these things you might want to explain to your child that anything good you do or you are doing in posting that pic or whatever or sharing something or telling someone about something is great but you don't want to do it to the point where it could be this showing off and you could end up nullifying the the deed you did and it can of being bad deed so we have to tell them to be really careful with that and Rasulullah also said that which I fear the most for you is minor shirk why because it's so hard to point out minor shirk we're all Muslims but it happens kind of really slightly and in the heart and it's something like very dangerous so we have to be careful and social media promotes us to just show off and boast like I said and you can read to them um, another uh, verse um, from Surah 18 verse uh, 110 Again, you could totally stop right here and, and, and not go any further. But if you wanted to, to say a little bit more to your younger child, just want to go back to the younger child, you could talk to them here about shaitan and how shaitan is always trying to make them do bad things. And maybe their friends will waswas something for them to do, you know, whisper, oh, hey, let, let's go break his Legos over there. It's the same thing. Like you want to give them a tool that they could use when something happens, like what to do. So this is where I might teach my younger child the power of saying, right? Like, you know, when you're trying to repel shaitan and um so that's something i might teach and i might say like if you might have to say it a couple times or something like that and that's just like a very basic lesson that you teach at that age now the last thing i want to say is if you feel you you can get into it with your older kids you might want to um go into the like effects in the akhirah like some of the punishments like there are serious punishments for um lying or slander and backbiting like very bad punishments and if you feel like it's something you could experience with your teen and older you might want to describe them i think they're powerful visuals and they might deter them from doing something haram they even have ones for zina and i mean you just have to choose for yourself as a parent what type of relationship you have and how far you want to go in information but basically overall for the children who are small you want to end the lesson telling them that allah loves you and he never wants you to feel hurt 
And he wants you to have friends who love you and that you love them and they love you back for the sake of Allah and to help you find these types of friends. And if you listen to Allah and you pray and you're around these good people and you don't do bad things and you're honest and you're good to your parents, like all these wonderful things, if you're doing them, Allah will ensure that you are surrounded by good people and you will not feel sad. And this is a benefit. Well, you will not experience the same type of sadness. You'll just have a a better life, let's just say. And um, so that's kind of like how I end it. And um, with the closing discussion for the smaller kids, we always want to like circle back and basically like, what did you get out of this? And we might say to the smaller child, what is something you learned today about how bad friends can affect us? And you might, you know, like bad friends end up making us sad or they might be trying to push us to do bad things. Or you might say, um, what did you learn today about... Um, like how to spot out a bad friend or like someone who might not be good for you. They might want to mention one of like the toxic or not so good qualities or um, different things like that. Or, or like, what did you learn today about how much Allah loves you? How does Allah feel about you? What does Allah want for you? And then you might want to end with, um, how do you think we can make better choices of friends? And that's going to lead into the next lesson. Um, and so inshallah ta'ala, what I want to tell you is the next lesson what I'm going to do is I'm going to give very, very specific tools because I feel like even as parents, we wish we had tools, right? You can't, you don't go to university and get a parenting, uh, parenting course. You have to pay for these things online, I think. And, and, and this is the point, like these are very important skill sets. Even finding a spouse, maintaining a relationship with your spouse, we treat them as if they're things that you could just like watch a TV show or read a, a couple chapters in a book about, but these are serious skills and they're like life, life skills that are so important they can make or break you. Same thing with friendships and things like this. So we're going to let them know that next time, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to give them specific advice on how to stay away from bad friends and be strong when we're pressured in a group, what they can do. I do role playing with my kids. We actually giggle and have fun. If you could do these lessons in larger groups of kids like you could bring all your kids in the room or you could do cousins it's actually really fun and we do role playing i'll show you in the next one inshallah ta'ala. but um yeah thanks for listening guys hope to hear you and see you in the next podcast if you have any uh, comments or questions don't forget to message me and i'll talk to you soon inshallah ta'ala.